Welcome to the Empowering Choices Podcast. My name is Joshua, and I'll be joined today by Eric and Lucas, who are licensed professional counselors, and we're going to be talking about sibling competition. Okay, so we were going to talk about sibling competition today, and it's uh, and it's just us. So if you're if you're missing Josh over here in the corner, um, he's not with us today. So um, apologies for that. But uh, so yeah, you had um, an, an anecdote, I think, Eric, that uh, something about arguing over cereal bowls. Is that well, we're the whole sibling rivalry, mm-hmm. right? Right, rivalry, competition. Comp- <clears throat> wow, my whole throat just went. Channel your inner Porky Pig and sibling rivalry, right? Right, 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 right. Competition. Exactly. Oh, that's a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole sibling competition piece that, <laughs> that's there. If you've had multiple kids, um, you know how that exists, mm-hmm. and you know, especially if they're close in age. And this is different for girls than boys, but mm-hmm. there are overlaps that are there. Um, but you're going to have kids who are going to be wanting your attention in any way, shape, or form that they can get it. And like one particular um, family that I had, uh, the two kids in there, you know, if they were going to have cereal, they were going to call out what color of bowl they were going to have <laughs> their cereal in in the morning. And of course, when one sibling called a color, then the other sibling wanted that color because mm-hmm. there's only one of each of those colors. So, oh, there's one of one yes. yellow, one blue, whatever. Now, as parents, one of the things that I want to tell you to do as a way of helping with this is eliminate as many places that your kids can be able to have this competition that is at your fingertips. What I mean by that is if you have multiple colored bowls, eliminate them. Well, I mean, and the thing that I think of when you say that is like, we want to give parents tools. Yep. So consider that a tool. And it's a tool. And maybe it works for you and maybe it doesn't. Right. But like, consider, put that in your toolbox. And, you know, if you're, you're you know, like my wife, she has certain bowls and, and dishes and things that she has gathered and they go well with her kitchen. Mm. And if you don't want to get rid of those things, I totally understand that. Just get cereal bowls in that are all the same color. Sure, or and potentially that's what you use, or potentially whatever your problem like item is. You know, if it's the plate that you put toast on, right, or whatever, right. And that's one way to be able to do it. Now, another way to be able mm-hmm. to do it is simply say, as the parent, I will choose who gets what color. Sure, right, and, yeah. and it's never there's never going to be any reason to it. But if you call out a color, you won't get that color. <laughs> that that's the rule. You call out a color that will not be coming to you. Exercise your authority as the mm-hmm. benevolent dictator. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you're going to have to lead this because yeah. where you want them to, what what you want to do is be able to form this competition in a healthy, healthy way. Yeah, so how would you like take, so like competition and like arguing for what you want and like there's like good skills there that you need to like there channel, are. right? There are. But I'm not sure if like cereal bowls, could you use the cereal bowl example and like turn that into like a healthy exercise? I'm just thinking to myself like how you would do that. Well, what you're going to do is you're, you're taking that off the table. Sure. That's you don't one, want one, them to mm-hmm. be arguing for that. What you would really like to see happen is that one sibling say, you know what? Why don't you have the blue bowl today? Right. You know, because that's becoming kind of a healthier way of interacting. Mm-hmm. You want to save the competition for, you know, things where it should be in the games, in the in the types of competition that they can do with one another where they're headed for not who can dominate the other one, but 
the experience of just playing together. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, there's so many things there, right? Because I mean, like competition and winning has a value because there's mm-hmm. places where that's healthy and mm-hmm. then cooperating is helpful and then being a good winner and being a good loser. I mean, there's so many different you like, angles. You just mentioned, yes, yeah, some of those things. Um, I know in our society that um, the quest to eliminate competition is there. Mm. And, and the problem is competition is a part of being a human being. You're going to, you sit down and you play um, Uno. There's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. And that's just how the game goes. There's going to be certain levels of competition that come out of playing that game. I've had kids who learn to be very strategic in playing Uno. And all it means is how you teach them what does it mean to be the winner and what does it mean to be the loser? Well, as I think about that, like you were talking about, like people want to take competition out of the world and like, let's even pretend for the sake of argument that you took out the competition between people. The world's still going to kick you in the behind. I was just talking to you this morning. I have a broken car, mm-hmm. right? There's no way for me to eliminate competition in the world to remove that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have to learn how to deal with, I don't know, maybe I lost that experience and I have to cope with it. You have to cope with it. So if being a good loser in Uno helps you learn how to cope with things you don't like. Well, one of the ways that you take out the competition is that you redefine what it is to be a winner and a loser. Mm. You know, um, a loser just mm-hmm. means you lost that game. Let's play again. Oh, you right. See? So you're talking about like if I right i'm a loser right it's like if you i lost, lost in that, that game mm-hmm. yes does it how does the value of losing in that game you know are you teaching them that that you know permeates beyond mm-hmm. that game and if you lose in a game you're a loser in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. you know you your car broke does that make you a loser <laughs> right yeah i can I, I absolutely don't conceptualize that circumstance that way at all right i conceptualize it as a circumstance that happened to me that I have to cope with, a that problem you have to cope to solve. with, yeah. right? Or if you win in Uno, does that make you a winner in life? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, as I was explaining to one little six-year-old the other day, do you have any idea how many games in my life I have won? Oh, and and he said no. Probably. I mean, there's at least three zeros in that number. I just don't know what the first yep. number is. I said thousands upon thousands yeah. upon thousands. Now, do you have any idea how many games I've lost? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the magnitude is probably not that far away. Right. Well, he said a thousand. So, I mean, he was on the right track. Right. We'll run with that. And I said, add an S, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I mean, and what does it mean? Mm -hmm. It means I've won thousands and I've lost thousands. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything. Mm -hmm. It's the experience of spending time with you in playing a game Mm -hmm. that's the important part. Mm-hmm. You know, how many state championships in high school do people actually remember mm. when the team won? I mean, I've seen lots and lots and lots of them, but I couldn't sit here and rattle off who won what state mm-hmm. championship on what year. Sure. Yeah, we can say, how many do you remember? A handful, maybe. Right. And it doesn't really matter. What did it get the people beyond that championship? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to help your kids understand that the competitiveness that is just going to be at its raw form within them is really their attempt at being able to gain your attention. 
Okay, so that's kind of again. There's so many angles to the there's problem. So many right? angles to it. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is a parent's attention, mm-hmm. right? And so if you take off the things that are just going to end up in some argument, you know, between the kids, between mm-hmm. you, you know, like with the color of the bowl, mm-hmm. you know, we're not doing this, guys. You know, you everybody get gets a purple blue bowl, ones, yeah. or exactly. We're you know we're going to do it like giving this. you both the pink ones, right? Now let's talk about when we're actually going to spend time together. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're after in a lot of different ways. The competitiveness is going to be in there, and it's going to be in there in different strengths and in different slices. I have a family I work with, and they are they are competitive to the core. Mm. So competitive to the core that they that some of the kids would had devised strategies on how to take the other kids out of so their siblings out of any games that they were playing, which also had effects on how their parents would play and angled them more towards feeling like they were winning the game, even though they had never won a game before. But how many people they took out along the way was how they equaled, did I win? And taking people out in this case was probably not inherently just like, I beat you in accordance with the rules of the game. As one parent once told me, every game in our house has always ended in multiple tears and people leaving the table mm-hmm. crying profusely. Yeah, and that would be like, you know, a social, yeah. Yeah, and the parent said, I hate playing games with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, wow, that is a really interesting slice to competition. Let's see what we can do with that. Right, yeah. As you, we were, we've been talking about, it's like, well, let's take a step back from why are you playing games with your family? And then, like, how can you tailor the experience to mm-hmm. achieve that end? Well, and, and a, a unique characteristic of this family is that they are highly intelligent, all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And, and they've got several geniuses mm-hmm. in the brood. Mm-hmm. And, and so they are using their gifts to be able to angle themselves to the winner's stage mm-hmm. every single time, and it doesn't matter who they take out along the way. And you were talking about how like this could be considered a matter of like competition. Mm, nope, hang on, let me rewind that. A matter of like getting a parent's attention. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think there's something else in there too, because mm-hmm. I definitely had one of my clients say, life is a competition and I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about just like, it's like, okay, so we're having a conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm going to win it. What the heck does that even mean? And that's yep. the, kind of what this sounds like of just like every yep. interaction I'm in, I'm going to conceptualize myself as winning by any means necessary. Which is, is reflecting a sense of uh, control. Yeah. I'm going to control things. You know, yeah. the reason that we're bringing these pieces up is, you know, like with that, that client that you have, when he becomes an adult and when he goes to win every conversation he has with schools or professors right. or um, bosses or coworkers, things are not going to go well for him. Well, there's going to objectively be people who are going to have more power than he will. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may be in France and uh, piss off a flight attendant and maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe almost not get home. Maybe almost we, not get home. We, we knew a guy that that was the story. Anyway. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, as parents, you're helping to mold these types of raw edges of your kids. We come back to our fundamental kind of purpose statements, right? Exactly. And so like with the family that that I was talking about, I've been working with them on how do you just play the game 
to experience the game and have fun. Right. Mom has actually won a game who had never won a game before. Mm. One of the older siblings has won a game who had never won a game before. Who had never, never won. Never won. Be- because of the interactions that yep. this family was having, yep. they either didn't win or they bailed out due to somebody else's behavior. And the the older sibling uh, was one of the, was the sibling that had the plan of how do I take out my other siblings before I lose the game. So they'd never won. Mm-hmm. And so they considered victory to be, I will make you flee the table with tears. Yes. And that will be my and, sense and that, of victory. And that was that sibling sent a victory yeah exactly wow. yeah no and it, and they have both now experienced how does it feel to just be in the experience mm-hmm. and win the game well like yeah again there's so many elements of like i was here and i didn't try to socially sabotage other people right and i enjoyed it and i won in accordance with the rules that we all agreed on mm-hmm. yeah exactly for sure you know so i mean as a part of kind of our, our podcast this morning, it's, you know, parents look at the different things that are a part of whatever that competition rivalry is. See what you can do to eliminate some of those elements and then bring in, hey, let's talk about this. You know, it it's just a color of a bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now look, now they're all going to be this color. Or I'm going to be the one determining it. And if anyone says this is what I want, or if anyone rushes to get it, that's not what you get. It's generally, if you have consequences, you know, established within your family, it's only going to take a couple of times before your kids go, yeah, I don't want to spend, you know, an hour after breakfast in timeout. So um, I'm not going to make this a battle. If they took the argument over the cereal bowl Mm -hmm. into a temper tantrum that that triggered a household consequence. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, as we've, you know, it feels like all of our discussions, most of our discussions kind of come back to those fundamentals, right? Of like, mm-hmm. be, be the parent, mold like responsible humans. Um, yeah. And it feels like a, a lot of it is like wield your power as a parent, right? If your kids are arguing over the cereal bowl, you're not powerless. Um, changing the colors of the cereal bowls in the house to we only have purple ones, mm-hmm. right? Is a real creative way to just be like, you have to, you have to outthink your kids, right? Yes. You know, that's, that's especially the, the smarter they are. The smarter you made them you're right. is going to be, you know, the more on top of, of your toes you're going to have to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not a commonly um, embraced belief to, you know, have power over your children. Mm-hmm. But the the fact of the matter is you have power over your children. Absolutely. They can't go to jobs. Mm-hmm. They can't enter contracts. Mm-hmm. They can't take care of themselves. They can't. And as they get older, they can do a little more and a little more and a little more as you mold them. Mm-hmm. But you have all the power all the time. Mm-hmm. Use that to be able to help them and learn learn what they need to learn, guide in the way they need to be guided, be molded in the way that they need to be molded. And, and that's with the basic understanding of how do you communicate, how do you work with each other, how do you be able to talk to each other, how, how do you be able to engage different things. Um, these are all basic principles in our culture. And remember, as a wise man once said, with great power, comes great responsibility. <laughs> you were just waiting for that. 
<laughs> oh, I had that one loaded for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Empowering Choices Parenting Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, definitely make sure on whatever platform you're watching to give us a thumbs up, uh, leave a comment and let us know uh, that you're listening and any questions that you may have. And then definitely check out our website at empoweringchoices.community. We have a lot of resources there, including a parenting manual and additional courses uh, that cover some of the content we've talked about today and so much more. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>